All right, everyone, welcome back to the 580 Show, episode 117. Myself, Frawley, that's it tonight that's for the first part of the episode. Yeah, right. We're going to do the episode a little bit differently. If you're, if you're a, a normal listener, usually we kind of just talk the whole way through, even if we have a guest or whatever. Um, a lot going on. You know, we competed last weekend. Well, I did and Dante did. Frawley was there. We are at the Arnold Classic for the first time as competitors. Um, we didn't really get an opportunity to talk about it too much. So I kind of want to just hop on here with Frawley um, and kind of talk. He spectated. I competed. Talk about the whole Classic because we had been there as spectators in the past. Um, how the Arnold's changed since co- post-COVID era and stuff like that. And then... Um, our buddy Ralph Avalon, who ran the Ragnarok games, we haven't got to touch base with him. Um, coming off the Ragnarok games, it was a few weeks ago. So, what we're going to do is we're going to just talk me and Frawley the first part of the episode, and then we're going to have Ralph on for the second. So, if you're here for the Ragnarok games, um, you know, uh, head head to the middle part, but we'd appreciate it if you listened to our whole thing. Yeah, just listen, man. We got yeah. something good to say. So, Come on. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a lot, but to talk yeah. about. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's just go into it. So 2023 Arnold Classic is coming gone. It's um my first ever world class show. Um, meaning, you know, other countries open to, you know, not outside of America. So my biggest show ever. Um I'm I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I think I did the best I honestly could, like given my performance. I the Viking press was really heavy. I zeroed that event. Eleven out of twenty something guys in my class zeroed it. So it was clearly heavy. Um, Fatback Farmers, I hit a PR. Um, what was the other event? Arm over arm. I did very well at that event. Um, the only one I would say I kind of, um, underperformed on was the odd object load and, um, definitely not pointing fingers because everyone works under the same exact, um, but, um, I trained with a true fire hydrant. You know, right. the one we have at our gym, obviously, probably, but we just have a true fire hydrant and the way it was loaded, we didn't really ever get to touch it. And like I said, same with everyone, but the fire hydrant hung almost everyone up. You know, I, I thought I was going to have a chance to finish the medley. And I really think if I would add some more time to mess around with the fire hydrant, I would have been able to come close to finishing it. Sure. But um, I noticed, and, and you might've noticed this too, all the lighter classes, like the eighties and the nineties got all hung up on the fire hydrant. Yeah, um, It was so it was all it was plate loaded, which was really cool. I think Sticks and Stones did an awesome job with all the with the loading medley. I I think they did an awesome job, but um it was bottom loaded, so it was just something like I'd never felt before because you had ninety percent of the weight at the bottom and then only ten percent throughout the rest of the fire hydrant, so it hung everyone up. So the only one I'm really disappointed. Obviously, I want to get a rep on Viking, but I'm just not strong enough. It wasn't anything that I messed up technically. It was just the, but the odd object load, you know, could have done better on that, but. I got sixth place, tied for sixth place in my class. So my first world championship show, like I'm happy with six. I'm excited to go back next year. And my goal is to make the finals. So, yeah, I mean, we knew, we knew going in you, basically you and Dante both, it, you would need a rep on the overhead to have any kind of legitimate chance of making finals. And if it didn't happen, it was going to take like a Herculean effort <laughs> for you guys right. to get it. 
and, and that's just that's like, how it is. Yeah, with four events, you shouldn't be able to zero one and make the finals. Right. You know, like right. that's on me. It's you know, I can say I'm one rep away from making the finals, but so can ten other guys. Yep. So it's not like I'm an outlier where it's like I just got to get stronger. You know. Um, yeah. But man, like, uh, I thought it ran pretty well. Obviously, like at the end, they're, they're just trying to go gung ho with the odd object load, like. Yeah. To get Somebody off. Somebody talked about it though, man. Like you could only run one person at a time. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember who said that, but like it's somebody on their Instagram story or something said that and they're like, well, yeah, you can only have one competitor go. So like obviously that one's gonna drag a little bit. Right? Yeah. It, it just but it is. It, other it than that, cool. dude, I mean everything was on schedule. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool being at the Arnold, obviously getting to compete there, you know, yeah. and um man, there were some insane insane performances sure um so obviously like on the lighter weight side this big story going into the arnold was the two guys that were by far the two betting favorites to win andrew heinous and ben donan both didn't make weight right so i think a lot of people were excited to see those two go head to head because truthfully in my opinion i think if they make weight those two are the best in the world right at 80s josh kowaleski showed it but I'll, i'll get to that too but so they didn't make it. So they actually got to go head to head at the nineties. Right. And um, Ben Donan ripped his hand open, I think on the farmers. And I saw the pictures. It was disgusting. It was, whew, that was what that. I wanted to talk about too, real quick was like, man, I saw so many pictures of people's hands. Dude, absolutely. I seriously not. think 15% of the field ripped their hand. Yeah, open. The I wouldn't be I surprised. Mean, Dante did. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at it, it's like, Dude, having arm over arm rope pull after ripping your hand open, even though you could wear gloves, like that yeah. is a horrible event to have your hand ripped you just, open. I mean, your hands are going to swell up right away. You know, right. get all but, puffy, your grip's going to go. So, yeah, that's that's a good point because that was the first time I ever saw that many hands. And I mean, it's probably just because it's so heavy. Like, I think so. Yeah. If I remember right, they were the same ones at nationals. That's now, what I was going to say. Obviously, we didn't do fat backs, right? Right. They're just farmers. Right. I mean, it's a hard event. They're heavy. Yeah. And you're doing 10 deadlifts. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, James Deffenball makes those spider strength top loaded mm-hmm. handles and they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. They're the same similar handle to the Bardos ones. Yeah. I have no complaints about the farmers. I think it's just a mixture of heavy and 10 deadlifts. You know, yeah, with those straps. I think the big thing that you could take away is make sure you, you know, the week of you trim them down. Yeah. Right? Trim your trim your calluses, it's a piece but, of sandpaper, or whatever. You know. Yeah, dude, for sure. I, 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 want, think, I know. Uh, I I know. I'll have that noted for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, I think the story that stole it for me was Andrew Hainis. He won the world championship last year at eighty. Absolutely. And you look at him. That dude is a wagon, dude. Like he is just. He he doesn't look like an eighty kilo. Like I know he, I know he loves us and he wants to fit in with us lightweights. But he's a two hundred guy. And like, dude, he's, he's so big. I I think he could still make eighty kilo. Like if he, you know, I I don't know. I don't know where Andrew's at. Like with that, but um, you know, he's become a good friend of mine just through competing. Like my first nationals ever. He was so nice to me. Yeah. But he won the world championship last year. Right. At 80 kilos, which is 175 pounds, comes back this year and wins the 200 class. And we're not talking about like, I, I just try to explain to people like, you're not talking about the 200s at a local show. Like that's impressive enough going up to that. But like this dude went, won the world championship at 80 and now went up to 90 and just won. 
It's yeah. just funny. Like, like I listened to the Winter Circles podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. Guess, and he was a guest right before the Arnold, right? And he said last year he threw out his sauna after the Arnold because yeah. he's like done with eighty kilos, right? right? And then he had it in his mind. He's like, I got to defend my title, whatever. And then he's like, I'm not cutting more. I'm not cutting weight anymore. Blah blah blah. And then he goes and he tries to cut the weight. And then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm calling it. Like, this yeah. isn't safe, whatever. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm going up to the 90s. And he ends up competing 90s anyway. And then he wins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he didn't just crazy. like, but like that 200s class man was so impressive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Joey, Joey Stamp Key, mm-hmm. who won, I don't know how to say his last name, but sorry, Joey. But I just, but he won nationals. He's a okay. stud. Eric King. Mm-hmm. Who came in second in nationals? Who's a he's a teammate of mine because we're both coached by Andrew Clayton. He's a stud. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm missing a million other studs, but like, man, what a like what a performance, dude! Like, it's awesome, just insane. And I was talking to Andrew the night before we competed, and I was like, dude, I messed him. Like, dude, you can win the 200s. Like, I don't know if you believe in yourself, but you can win the 200s. I'm sure other people told him that too. Like, I'm sure a ton of people. But just because I've competed head-to-head with him and I've watched him compete as a judge and stuff, like, he's such an incredible athlete. Like, what a feat, man. Like, that was so cool to, like, see. And I'm happy for Andrew. So, like, I thought that was a huge takeaway. Um, And, I mean, we can go up the classes. We skipped lightweights, but – I don't know how to say Josh's last name. I don't know if it's Kowalski or Kowalski, Kowalski or, but no disrespect Kowalski. to Josh. Kowalski. I, yeah, I was so excited. He was one of those guys I was so excited to finally get to compete with because he's a world class guy. Sure. Um, and I know he's banged up going into OSG this year, and he still got I think top five. Wow. Okay. At World Strongest Man, and man, he stole the show. He yep. stole the show in the lightweights. I think. He, he won three of the four events and then got second or third in the odd object lift. So, like, had such a huge low league in the finals. I think he won um, He won all three events in the finals. I'm pretty sure he won the deadlift. I, I remember. He won, I know he won the deadlift for sure. Yeah, um, the circus certain. wasn't live streamed, so I didn't see it. And yeah. then he was first or second on power stairs. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember watching the power stairs. Yeah, man. But it's obviously I'm biased, and I'm sure you'll have a lot more to say when you get to super heavyweights. But – Shout out to the guys that made the finals in my class. Alec Patron, his first ever Arnold, he gets second. Obviously, Cody Abel back in the finals and got third. And then uh, Bob Leslie from Hawaii mm-hmm. got fourth. So, you know, um, awesome group of guys, obviously, I get to compete with. So, um, sure. but then the 90s, we already talked about them. 105s, our boy and listener of this podcast, Bill Kendall. Yep. Like, yep. he's a stud, dude. I yep. think Bill, like, Bill's a guy I can see finals at OSG, finals at Clash, mm-hmm. final, you know, at all these big shows, whatever other big shows pop up. Bill is here to stay, dude. Like, he, like, any any doubt in that dude's mind. Every like, event he did, I watched him. I'm like, okay, like, let's see how this one goes. And he absolutely crushed it. <laughs> like, 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 there was no, he, he had no... There was I'm, no struggle in like anything right. he did. It was just, yeah. I'm just, I'm happy. He's a good, like he's an easy dude to root for. Obviously, like sure. he supports the pod. Like in the past, like he's listening to the pod. He bought. He had me bring him horsepower to the Arnold. That's so, awesome. Like, obviously, yeah. like you know, some of his performance was due to horsepower, but uh, but no, he he's just a well-rounded. He and it's like, and you can say this about ninety percent of strength athletes that we meet, but he's a good dude. 
He's mm-hmm. a good person. Like and it makes it easy to root for him because you go up to him and he's just a goofball and he's a nice guy. And sure, you know, like that's the best. And you can say that about every, uh, you know, like I said, a million people. It was right. cool to, it was, um, it was cool to meet a lot of people. Um, you know, that we made, like, I haven't, I've either just seen in passing, get to BS with some new people, got to compete with some big names, but, uh, Mm -hmm. the two sixty five. I don't know much about that class. They're a pretty smaller class. Our uh, only thing I want to say is, and also let me go back to through their words. We didn't even talk about Dante. Right. He, he highlighted it last week. If you guys listen to our quick recap, but he ripped his hand open. Like we were talking about on the farmers, right? Both of them. Yep. He ripped and, uh, so and it, it just it, it it put a huge and what's what breaks my heart for Dante is Farmers is best event and if you watch his first forty feet he might have had the fastest time yeah the first he forty was, feet and then yeah. he ripped his hand open on the way back so you know that sucks obviously I think Dante will be back yeah. um he's still so young and he he's still so new to strongman like I'm right. just happy for him to get that experience of his first Arnold for know? sure so. uh didn't want didn't didn't want Donnie thinking we were just skating by him, but two sixty five they had maybe ten guys or something. Yeah. It was something the like date debut class of the two sixty five. Yeah, yeah. So um, and but the only thing I really have to say I don't know many of those guys. Congratulations to whoever won. Um, but uh, um, our boy Troy Stittinger, who trains at five eighty every once in a while, like leading up the contest, does our shows. Uh, obviously, like just a big supporter of us as far as like yeah. horsepower five eighty in general. Um, he got fifth overall in the two sixty fives. He missed the finals by half a point. Oh um, wow! I didn't realize. So, it was that yeah, I think it was. I think it was literally half a point. Sure. Cool. Um. So, yeah, and then you can kind of talk about the super heavies, but um, just an insane class, dude. Like, it's it's not even like it's not even right. Like, I watched the finals and. <laughs> It's like crazy because there's like eight guys like on stage of the finals, and you're like, I could see him being the next Tom Evans, like competing next Bobby Thompson, like going to compete and then making his name known. It's insane, like how many studs there are. Yeah, like dude, they're like they're massive. Like that's the part that just blows me away is just the sheer size of the guys, you know. Yeah, like, they're like just. I talked, I talked with Levi Strong a little bit. I talked with Sean Schellinger, Zach Harden. I talked to those guys, and I'm just like, like man, like it's not very often these guys make me feel small, but I'm looking up to every one of these guys. Like, hey, how's your show going? You know, talking. Right. What position are you in right now? What place are you in? How'd you do in this event? This event still got good ones coming up. Blah blah blah. I mean, I mean, I think the finals. Like, obviously, you said the dumbbell wasn't live streamed so i couldn't yeah. watch it because i it's i didn't sucked i didn't I go on sunday but yeah I mean, if i remember right how many guys were still standing after a 240 dumbbell or a i think a lot i think like, like two wasn't was it 249 or 259 was the separator i yeah 259 just, was the separator but just if insane I, dude. still five guys insane. still going right right yeah. like it it's was one hand. and i'll say like i mean obviously like I think a lot of people have their eyes on Nick Canby because he's moving up to heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's just a huge name, like, in the sport. He got, I think, seventh, right? I think that's right, yeah. And he had an awesome performance. I mean, I I, I would be curious to see, like, yeah. I'd be curious to see what he would say about his performance. But uh, I got to talk to him a little bit at the Arnold, which was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I will say when they I was watching the finals and they announced that like they were getting down to like the top three and then two. I was surprised when Lucas Hatton was two and not one. Yeah. Yeah. He was right behind that guy from Poland. Man, that guy can and not not to take anything from the guy from Poland that won, but yeah, like yeah. Yep. Lucas Lucas Hatton's a stud, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Yeah. I mean like, anybody anybody in the heavy super heavyweight class that's making yeah. the finals. Yeah. It's just so crazy because, like, that's the kind of the beauty of strongman. But you shuffle events around, and it's mm-hmm. seven different events. Sure, you may have that super heavyweight group in ten different orders. You yep. know what I mean? Like, there's so many guys on there uh, in every class. There's so many, but it's the Arnold World Championship. So I right. mean, they're supposed to be. Um, right. So that was cool. Yeah, and um, it, it's the and I, that level, like the that the competition in the class is. It makes sense because it's the most represented class, right? Right, There's, right. Like yeah. when you're in sports, you're gonna have the most big boys. It's, it just makes sense that it, for the sport. So right, and it's like people cool to see like the amateur ceiling get pushed. Yeah, and like, like holy shit, man. people want to see heavyweights because they lift the most weights. Right, and it's the most represented class. So I have no problem with them having ten bids, like especially the stakes that are on the line. Yeah, which is to compete at, on the main stage the next right. year. Right. Like that is so cool for those guys. And then like you look at the Arnold pro and I don't want to talk about it too much, but like you look at the Arnold pro, they tend 10, 10 of the strongest guys in the world. Right. Yep. And um, Tom Evans goes, he's only been doing struggling since 2019. Yep. Took and fifth. he comes in fifth. Like fifth. the rock, the rock throwing thing was stupid. That event sucked. I think everyone yep. thought that event sucked. Yeah. The ladies had an incredible performance too. Yep. Um, I think even just like going back to the amateur um, side of things for the women, we didn't touch on that at all, but like right. just incredible performances by some of these girls. Mm-hmm. You look that, at like the 140 class, mm-hmm. like they're just so insane. Mm-hmm. Like for women, like, you know, 140 pound girl and they're list, lifting the stuff that they're lifting. Same with the 160, 180 super. Like they even just had a representation stuff. for the 125 women. Yeah, there was a there were enough people there to have a class, and I was just like, man, that's that's crazy, incredible. It's so cool. The one event that actually I remember the most is um, the one heavyweight girl doing the loading medley. Oh yeah, the whole place erupted when she finished. What's um, what's her name? Erin Murray. Yes, she went up. She went up to heavyweight, Uh and she won. Mm -hmm. Like. (laughs) Now, if if I remember right, I was told she won a seventy three kilo, an eighty two kilo, and a heavyweight show, major show. Yeah, all this year. Yep. That's yeah, I, I don't. But like, yeah, we're talking about Andrew Haynes going up a class. Mm-hmm. She went up to the super heavyweight, which those girls are insane. Mm-hmm. And she's probably the lightest one. Oh yeah, yeah. And she, you know, like. Think about that performance right there. Like that's now, my question is: Does she get invited to the big stage? I don't know the answer. Like the men do. Yeah, I, I, hope she I don't know the answer either. So if somebody does, please comment. Yeah, I really hope she does because she was. I, she it was makes incredible. sense to me. Right. So, um, but yeah, like I mean, and if we're brushing over you, like we're sorry, you know, like I can't talk about every single person, but right. it was so good seeing people, and uh, no, thank you to people that came up to us and. It was awesome. It was fun. Like, I, I wish I made the finals. Trust me. Like, I wish I made it more than anything. But it was fun going and just walking around all day Saturday. Like, I slept in. Obviously, was pretty run down from doing four events. 
But like just going and walking the Arnold again, like seeing people that I saw back in 2014, 2015, 2016, Dan Bell, Bell, (laughs) Matt Vincent. I got to talk to Matt Wenning for a while, Um, you know, and just and just kind of walking it as like a as a patron. Um, It was cool. I'll say like it was there was a ton of booze still like as like as many as there always was probably. Mm -hmm. But um, there wasn't as many like big booths. Right. Like I didn't see like Jim Shark. Right. I didn't see obviously I think Bang's like out of business or whatever now. But uh Rain Optimum had a really nutrition. big booth. Optimum Nutrition wasn't there. Right. Animal booth that which Animal Cage was obviously yeah. huge back in the day. But um, there were still some good booths. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know what I thought was cool? I was talking to Ben Pavernick about it. The XPC was inside the Yeah, and I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. It, it, it was super, Saturday was awesome. Okay. It was literally like so. The XPC powerlifting was like, it was really cool. It was yeah. really really cool. It was like basically a big glorified booth. Mm-hmm. You could just walk by and watch the powerlifting like as you were looking at other booths. Uh-huh. It was really cool. Yeah. So like it was awesome, dude. They had Ultimate World Championship Chase Tag. They ah. had Medieval Fighting. They had obviously Strongman. They had like the arm wrestling, arm lifting, um, right. curl, uh, weightlifting dominates the Arnold. There's a ton of weightlifting. Um, the yep. pro strongman. Um, they had American Ninja Warrior. They had, dude, so much stuff. I know the twenty one, the twenty one deadlift salute. Is that the? Is that the salute? I think yeah. that's the. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that was on the rogue stage though. They had that, yeah. Um, so that's it was a cool. Just, it was a really cool time. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, any other main like takeaways from it? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I think we touched pretty much everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's heavy. Like, yeah, I know. Like, people were talking about the Viking press being heavy. Well, I mean, it's a world championship. You know, it is the amateur right. world championship. Right. So, I mean, you want to win? It's not going to be a thirty rep for right. you. Know, like, I mean, it's not it's, a local show. It's the nature of the beast. You know. Right. But so, um, I, I guess I guess before we get into um the Ragnarok game side I just I guess the only other main big thing this week from Strongman was OSG official Strongman Games World Strongest Man for Weight Classes is going to be in Charleston West Virginia yep so um we actually saw Lynn at the Arnold and Dante stopped him and we held him down and twisted his arm to find out right before the announcement so we knew um but uh yeah he it's gonna be a big coliseum I mean if you saw his post um, I guess he probably had some reasons for moving in from Daytona. Internet Charleston has an international airport, which sure the hurricane sure. impacted a lot. Hurricane, like, I'm sure impacted. It there. Um, but just like um, like he had a good post about it. He's like, you guys asked for more space, airport, better vent, like all this stuff. So he came through. And if Lynn's doing it, I trust him. You know, like I don't know Lynn on a personal level, but he does. <laughs> great from what everyone says with osg so that's really cool i think that's gonna be um my main goal for this year is to get back osg 2023 and then the arnold 2024 and Mm -hmm. do the Mm -hmm. big shows now so um yeah that's i'm interested i'm interested obviously it's three and a half hours from our house so like everything's coming up here which is cool yeah what i'm i want to know and i'm assuming we'll know sooner than later um he did say in the comments the online qualifier is going to be announced in june july time frame yeah Um, that's when it'll start probably right yeah right so the but i want to know like what's the regional situation that's what i'm yeah 
And it is looks it, like New, I mean, it looks like North Carolina's strongest is coming back. Lynn's running it. Yeah. And that's going to be a regional. I don't know if it is or isn't, though, because I haven't seen confirmation that says you are you will qualify. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it didn't specifically say we're right. taking X people from this show for OSG, so I don't right. know. Well, so if you have insider information, let us know. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I just want to say thank you again to everyone that – it is crazy. Don't touch my phone all day competing and then just, like, friends, family – People I know on Instagram, people I've never met, just wishing me good luck. Ask me how it went. Like overwhelming support. So I really, really do appreciate that. Um, And everyone that came up to us at the Arnold. And then um, thank you so much for all the support for Horsepower. Um, Really, really keep buying, keep sharing. Um, Best pre-workout on earth. If you you like it or you want to try it, go to 580barbo.com, pre-workout tab. We can ship anywhere in the U.S. and just thank you. Keep sharing it. So uh, we will now be welcoming on Ralph Avalon from the Ragnarok Games. So now welcoming on our friend Ralph Avalon from the Ragnarok Games. Coming Yo, off up? his uh, – we, we want to hear how we want to hear how he, he is coming off the Ragnarok Games. He's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> it looks like it went well. But, Ralph, you know, I guess just starting off, you know, how – how did it go? Did it meet your expectations? You know, what, what are some like post game thoughts? Um, shocked and awed, I guess. Um, not about the production. I, I had the confidence that we would fulfill what we said that we would fulfill in regards to putting on an amazing production, treating the athletes like rock stars from novices all the way up to the pros. Um, but never could have anticipated the amazing stars that came into alignment um, at the event with, with Magnus, with Bill Kazmaier, with Peyton Parrish, um, just with Apocalypse six by six, just amazing, amazing things. Just uh, I'm very rarely shocked in business, but um, I was one shock and awe after another. Um, but the, the testimonials from the athletes um, were unbelievable. You know, um, still, still not through my emails. I, I got that weekend. I got like 12,000 emails. Couldn't keep up with Instagram text messages. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, um, all, but all positive, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm glad that, you know, you guys gave us a chance, you know, way back when I said, you know what, um, if you love us or hate us, let's talk after the chips fall, you know? Yeah. Sure. And, uh, and that's where we are now. So right. well, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Cause I remember, you know, and I think I did. So this is your third time being on the pod. Yep. And um, I actually remember, I think I talked about in the second time you were on, but if, if people didn't hear a quote that stuck out to me, the first time you were on was, you know, I'm not asking for anybody's money. I'm not asking for anybody's support. You know, I'm, I'm asking for a fair shot. And then we'll see how, like, exactly like you just said, like how the chips fall after, you know, I'm going to, so um, I'll say I was at the Arnold the week after the Ragnarok games. And I talked to a couple of athletes that competed in exact thing. Um, and I obviously didn't talk to all the athletes cause you had a lot, but I talked to a few, the only ones that I could have had at my disposal. And um, the, one of the strong men said that it was the first time ever he left the show with the check ready to cash. 
And um, okay, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool because you know we get these big fake checks stuff like that, and uh, and uh, you know they're then you got to mail you the check and it's month two month whatever. But I had two people tell me that were at the Ragnar Games their checks cashed as soon as they took them to the bank. And I think oh, that's part of the skepticism, right? Like people see the advertised prize payout. So I actually wanted to ask you that, like, what did like were the prizes paid out on site? And it sounds like yes. Uh, yes, and uh, I'm 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 proud to say that not only has every athlete's check cashed. Sure. Uh, we paid out uh, ten thousand dollars in world record breaking checks. Uh, ten world records were broken. Uh, we also uh, gave a $5,000 sponsorship to Mr. Mike Deal, one of our one of the adaptive athletes that competed. Uh, we chose him as the very first ever Captain Core Entertainment Productions sponsored athlete. Um, and uh, every single vendor and subcontractor has been paid as of Monday of this week. And all checks are cashed and uh, checkbook is balanced. And we are in gear for World Strength Games. Yeah, that's awesome. We're going to talk about that in a second too, because I want to touch on like what's next. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's really awesome. I want to talk about the live stream because we obviously weren't able to be in Miami, and you said last time you were on, you'd be able to see the sweat on the competitors' foreheads. And yeah. I will say, I will say, I was probably can attest because I was with them. We all we all bought we talked the live about stream, it all weekend, but, yeah. The mm-hmm. quality, so like we're talking, I'm talking just specifically like the dorky quality stuff, not like how the game, you know, like the stuff that I don't even understand. All I know is to put it in layman's terms, it was clear as hell, and it was it was by far the best. Like whoever, I don't even remember who the company was that did it, but um, it was Global Media Entertainment out, Global- of, out of Miami. The guy is a three time Emmy Award winner for documentaries. So yeah, wow, okay, documentaries and five K Ultra HD. And I saw the quality of it. And, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. hired I hired him through the video, him videoing the camera on a fireplace in his house. And I was like, bro, you need to tell your wife she needs to clean the fireplace mantle because I could actually see dust on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was, you know, I bought a lot of live streams and I, I support you know, try to support all the strongman live streams I can. I'll say strictly from a quality standpoint, it was hands down the best that I had ever seen from a easily the clearest, just with, the clearest. Like it was, you know, yeah. you, you were you're like there, you know, and that was really cool. I think, you too, like not to not to. um not to downplay anything you guys accomplish you and your team with the Ragnarok games. I think too, like what's really cool is like maybe as global media goes on and you go on and you guys continue to run shows, the quality is already there. And then you can fine tune even like running a, like just where cameras are and stuff even better. So like that, I I think it's going to be incredible live streams in the future. Cause it was really, really impressive. For the first time, well, thank like, you. I, no, I, was, I wasn't the cameraman. I just hired the right people. Yeah, so. right. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I was. That was one thing I was like, I was not nervous for you about, but I was like, I'm, I'm just so curious. I was so curious to see how the pay per view is going to be, and I was like, holy cow, this is clear. You know, yeah. this is well, let me tell you a little story about the video. So, Apocalypse Six by Six, we had a little catastrophic thing happen with the the venue. Two and a half weeks before the event, the manager that we had been working with, he quit and he locked his computer. So the people who took the helm 
uh, never got the addendums to our contract that allowed for us to actually run the apocalypse trucks and pull them in the pro division. So we had to cancel the mystery event on day one because they wouldn't let us run the trucks. So apocalypse was a huge sponsor of ours. And they said, listen, we're going to sponsor because we want these pro strongmen to be pulling our trucks. So now you're in a conundrum. Well, it just so happens that the, uh, the owner of apocalypse six by six, he comes on Sunday, I'm sorry, on Monday to pick up the trucks. And he goes, brother, we sold three trucks on pay-per-view. I was like, what? These are $330,000 a piece trucks. So needless to say, he's going to be a, a huge sponsor going into World Strength Games. Really? Yeah. However, what's amazing is he couldn't come on Sunday, but he wanted to see the trucks being, you know, his guys and, you know, interviews with, with the trucks and whatnot. Because we, we not only um, transmitted live pay-per-view, that same camera crew did commercials, really great ultra- uh, HD commercials for all of our sponsors so that they can have that footage for marketing later as part of what we promised them in the sponsorship. Well, it just so happens that Jerry from Apocalypse 6 by 6 was watching the pay-per-view and he called up a producer from Discovery Channel. Just so happens that Apocalypse had signed a deal with Discovery Channel for a three-episode pilot series of Apocalypse Takes Over the Earth. So, he called the producer and he says, I want you to click on this link and I want you to watch this. So the producer calls him up and says, uh, what, what channel is this being televised on? He says, this isn't being televised on anything. This is just being fed from cameras live at the event. She said, the, do these people have a syndication partner to get this re-aired at a later date? And he said, I don't know. I'll ask Ralph tomorrow. So he comes to me on Monday and he says, we signed the deal with, with Apocalypse, with uh, uh, Discovery Channel. They're going to do a 16-episode uh, thing with Apocalypse, and we want you guys to be a part of it. Uh, and it just so happens that we had had really good relationships and, and conversations with um, uh, Magnus, and we're going to co-produce Magnus's classic in Iceland, and we're bringing Apocalypse there, and Apocalypse is going to film it. We're using Apocalypse wow. trucks. It's, yeah, it's going to be a wild thing. That but, is uh, really cool. Yeah, wow. so now we're waiting to get the the, the raw feeds. We have we have sixty thousand hours of feed that these four camera crews took. Yeah. So now it's to the point where they have to edit something for us because we want to get it up, to, you know, to to our athletes and to our sponsors. But now we now have that raw feed to give to a p- potential syndicator to get this on, um, you know, on on TV at a later date. Wow. One of my buddies is actually a producer for NBC Sports. And if I don't know if, you know, I know it was a long time to watch, but there was this moment that Mike Deal was uh, the, uh, the one armed adaptive athlete was going to, to, to break the world record. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in front of him commentating. And at the moment he stepped up to the bar, the cameras were right behind me. He walked out and every athlete walked out with him and surrounded him and cheered him on. And my buddy from NBC Sports, he reached out to me Sunday night and he said to me, Ralph, he said, I, I, I've won four Emmys for sports. He said that video was the best video I've seen in sport in 40 years. And it was. I was literally crying. People were crying. It was just it was, it was an amazing moment. Amazing. The adaptive athlete stole Ragnarok. It was amazing. Yeah, that's cool. It's always that's cool to have a defining moment like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That you'll right. remember. I'll say like last thing about the Ragnarok games that I have, but Ralph, you were born to be on mic, brother. Like you got to <laughs> hog that mic, dude. Like I don't care if your voice is like hurting. Don't give that mic up because you were like, it was so funny. Like 
you just like you say the you just say your lines like so like you're born <laughs> to be on that thing, dude. I'm telling you. But by Sunday afternoon, man, my oh, voice was completely God. gone. Yeah, dude, I get it. But like, oh man, you're you're good on that thing. Like, you, thank you. You got, the, you got the cadence, like Ragnarok Kings, right? And you say you're you have that dramatic pause, and you say the rise of the berserker. I was I was smiling cheek to cheek. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good on that mic, man. You really but you know what it is too, bro. It's like I wanted the the families that paid money to watch that pay-per-view to see their 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 your brothers, sisters, wives, yeah, yeah. you know. I wanted them to get that that feeling of of you're here, you're here with us. You know what I mean? And this <laughs> this is your athlete, you know. You're you're stated, you're the first ever guy to do a state of the union for a to start off a strong man event. You're like, don't like I was like brushing my teeth. He's like, dude, turn it on. Ralph's doing a state of the union. Like to kick off the Ragnarok games. I was like, geez, this is ridiculous. This is wild. I missed my calling. Yeah, dude. It, you're you're really, really like I mean that genuinely. Like you're well, good thank on you, like, thank like you, thank you, you just you have that professional case. I think the athletes deserve it, man. You yeah, know, they do. Too many of these shows you go to when it's it's just you know, I uh, what I saw when I was a competitor. And being a promoter, I, I was seeing this. I, I just felt it could be done so much better. And it didn't take much to go that extra. It doesn't cost any extra money for a promoter to treat the athletes like, right. like real athletes and not cattle. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, I for think that's, that's, yeah, that's one thing I've told Frawley yeah. is, um, you know, if like I have a novice or something or someone that's just getting in the sport and they ask me what show they should do. I always look at the promoter. And my question is, does this promoter give a shit? Yeah. And if the promoter cares, I think you can have the best equipment in the world you can have. But if you have a promoter that truthfully cares and they're staying up at night and they're thinking, Hey, how I, yeah, I'm doing an 18 inch deadlift, but how are we going to make it look good? How are we going to not just even look good, but how are we going to make it run good for the athletes? And how are we going to like, I think that's 90% of it. I really, really do. And, uh, you know, I just think you got to care. And you know, how many times do you go to one of these shows and we're all competitors at one time or another, right? Right. You go to the shows and there's like, there's two pictures of you, maybe one, maybe none. You know, we had six camera people from zero dark 30. They just uploaded 8,800 pictures for us. Um, so every athlete has multiple shots of multiple event disciplines, you know? Uh, And I think that's important because, you know, some some of these people will never compete again, but they they had their moment, they had their right. bucket list item, and, and it's and now they have the pictures for prosperity, and they're not grainy, they're they're they're, they're high quality digital pictures, you know, um, but but yeah, it's you know what it come came down to is I just wanted to produce an event that treated the athletes like like rock stars, and you know, I even when I went to sponsors after the negativity came out, a lot of spot the big sponsors they shunned away because they believed the, the myths and rumors, and and I understood that, and you know, it's like a conversation I had with Ken from Cerberus. You know, he's like, I know this, I knew this call was going to come, and I said, Ken, I don't want anything from you. I said, I just want Cerberus to be a part of it. I, I want to send you a VIP ticket, and then. A couple months went by uh, and I saw that Cerberus had released their 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 first collars, compression collars. And I said, Ken, how about we do this? Send me 12 Cerberus collars for the six lanes. I said, and you'll be the official collar sponsor for the Ragnarok game. Send us a couple banners. He says, all right. 
couple of weeks later, he saw that I put in an order for like 20 sandbags. He said, I'm going to give you 40% off on the sandbags. I was like, oh, wow, great. You know, awesome. but as time rolled on, I think even the, the potential sponsors, they started seeing what was really unfolding. And I have to tell you, I'm blown away by the companies that are reaching out to me now. Some of them are saying, hey, we believe the myths and rumors. We're so sorry. We're definitely in for Ragnarok 2. We're definitely in for World Strength Games. And then some that I hadn't even contacted are reaching out to me saying, hey, we want to be a part of Captain Core Productions, whatever you guys are involved in. And uh, that that warms my heart because I didn't take people's money. Everyone went to Blackstone. Blackstone says, hey, you know what? We'll give you 40000 bucks." I said, you know what? Give me $10,000. That'll help me. Give me $10,000, be a master sponsor, and let us prove to you. Well, we proved to Blackstone. Blackstone is a $25,000 master sponsor for our next event, World Strength Games. So wow. that's incredible. something right. Well, let's let's talk about – I want to talk about two more things. So the World Strength Games got announced. Um, you had touched on it briefly last time you were on, but like now it's kind of like – the, the Ragnarok games has come and gone, and now we can kind of, like, focus on the next event. So yep. um, the World Strength Games um, is in September 2023, right? Yeah. Is it the same venue as the Ragnarok games? Well, uh, I guess I can announce here because this, this is actually going to be what air tomorrow. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Tomorrow. So we have moved the venue to, the, uh, to Orlando, Florida at the Orange County Convention Center. It's 250,000 square feet. Uh, we've partnered with uh, Florida Fit Expo. Uh, there'll be multiple sports disciplines in the arena with us as well. Oh, that's uh, cool. We, we will still have the same 70,000 square feet of competition space and exhibitor space uh, that we had in Miami. Um, we knew that eventually we would evolve out of Miami. It was a great venue, but the management wasn't good. We had some logistic issues uh, with the venue. Uh, we had one of our sponsors trailers that they paid for a permit for it to be in the back lot with $160,000 in vodka in it. And it got stolen in the middle of the night on Saturday and they're still not releasing the security footage. Jeez. Yeah. So, you know, they're not answering our emails. They're not releasing the security footage. And, you know, now that we've proved that this can be done, we could take it anywhere. We had some other backup venues in Miami and, and um, in Fort Lauderdale, but this opportunity came to us. Um, a promoter of Florida Fit Expo reached out on Monday morning after Ragnarok was over. And he said, congratulations. I've been following you. He said, I've got an opportunity. What do you think about it? And I was like, me and my partner talked about it and said, you know what? Orlando's a great other international guest destination yeah, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. you know so we'll get some good international athletes i have to tell you though 80 percent of our ragnarok athletes that competed have already committed to come back that's um, cool. march 15th we open up for registration we ever yep. we already have a waiting list of 170 athletes wow that's really cool yeah that's i think that's cool to partner with the florida fit expo and like have other disciplines too so you know it's like an expo and you can kind of sure. I think that's really, really cool. So September 2023, World Strength Games. This is releasing on March 12th. So um, in March just three, yeah, in, in the, the podcast comes out oh, on March 12th. Oh, gotcha. So in three short days, you can go and sign up for the World Strength Games. So that is yep. awesome. And I did see um uh oh, here it comes. Um the American Deadlift, right? Yeah. Yep. So so talk about that. Okay. So as you know, the current record stands with Jerry Pritchett. Uh, 1,025 pounds, been standing since 2016. Um, we had a, a we had a pro, um, Nico Chaparales, that uh, okay. competed in the Ragnarok Games. 
And he basically placed the idea in mind of my partner's heads in regards to potentially doing this. You know, Nico said, I think I have a good chance of shattering that record and I can bring, you know, I think we should send invites to 20 of the best deadlifters in the United States. So we've already compiled the list of 20. Uh, those invites have already started going out. Uh, we already have some commitments. I don't want to announce, you know, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. who it is, but obviously Nico's going to be there. But uh, we've invited Jerry uh, Pritchett to come as a guest of honor to possibly pass the torch if somebody does, you know, uh, uh, you know, have the ability of breaking that record. But uh, Captain Core Entertainment Productions, uh, before we've had any sponsors come to the table, because uh, Blackstone came two days after our announcement, uh, Captain Core Entertainment Productions is going to offer a $20,000 winner take all for whoever can break that record. That is awesome. I saw that circulating. That's a that big deal. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, that you know what? These athletes deserve it. You know, uh, the, the biggest problem in, in strongman and in, in the power world is, is and, and even in the bodybuilding world, the, the, those, those, those athletes, they don't make the money that they should make, you know, yeah. um, and, and something needs to change. And, yeah. And it's you know, like, you know, there's something that like rubs me wrong about asking a human to go out and hit the all time heaviest in certain a certain discipline with blood and, coming from their ears, blood coming and, from their and nose. for free. Yeah, for free. It's like like yeah. that stuff has gone on for so long in strength sports. And, you know, maybe there's like, you know, people weren't able to were able to accumulate the money. You know, but like that is really cool. I think that's awesome. So it's a twenty thousand dollars already. I know you. you know you'll what, probably... Josh, can we stay on that for a second about yeah, sure, sure. being able to get the money? Here's sure. here's the thing. Um, if you have if you're a promoter and you have to depend on your athlete registration fees and ticket sales to make your show profitable, then you're you're not a good promoter. I'm sorry. I'm just going to come out and say it. Okay. You have to be very creative. You have to give those sponsors a reason for coming. You know, uh, and you have to give them more than, you know, I was talking to a couple sponsors at the, at the, the Arnold and the Olympia, a lot of big name sponsors are pulling out because, uh, the Arnold and Olympia are no longer giving the email databases of ticket sales or pay-per-viewers. Now, if you're a company, one of the companies we spoke to spends $150,000 at each show to get there with all its staff and all its stock. Well, if you're not getting those lists, you go to these events, nobody's carrying big tubs of protein around the Arnold or, you know, the Olympia. Yep. You, you survive off those lists to market those lists all year long to try to re recoup some of your, your losses. That's a great, that's a great losses. point. That's you a know? great point. And now that they're not offering it, I have no reason why. I think it's a bad management standpoint on them. Massive sponsorships. If you looked at the Arnold, the Arnold didn't have as many sponsors as it had in the past. OK, as many exhibitors, as many foot traffic, there's there's something going on in regards to, you know, I went to the Olympia this past year and I went to it prior to COVID. Prior to COVID, you were shoulder to shoulder walking through those aisles <laughs> after COVID, two years after COVID, the second year the Olympia's run. It was a ghost town in those aisles. You know, yeah. something is 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 amiss. You know? Yeah, 100 percent. That's a great point. And like, let me just kind of touch on that, too, from like a local standpoint. Like I obviously I have a pre-workout company, right? And we're trying to grow it into a full brand supplement company. And it it sucks like like so many people ask me to sponsor a show, right? And throw yeah. absurd numbers at you. And it's like, hey, look, I want to help grow strongman. I want to support the sport, but at some point I have to look at it because I have a family, I have a house, I I take care of my you have to make it somewhat worth it for me to come. 
Yep. You know what I mean? So that's a great, I'm just elaborating on what or, you're saying. Or what you have to do is you have to be very creative as a promoter. You know, uh, I had to be very creative with the sponsors that we had. You know, I, I reached out to Hollywood Chalk, uh, uh, Hollywood Powder Company. Okay. Never really a, a big sponsor in, in national strongman. Uh, they're in California. They had sponsored a couple local shows. Um, I reached out to him and I said, listen, I know you're a, a mom and pop company. I said, how about we do this? You send me some buckets and some stickers to put your logo on the, on the, on the side of the bucket. And you give me, you know, 20 blocks of, of chalk for the Ragnarok games. And you buy the banners that we hang around. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll do that. Well, sure. he called me after the show was over and he says, oh my God, we're in, we're, we're your partner forever. And, and, and we'll give you hard money next time. Cause we, we want, we proved to those sponsors that even though they didn't give us any hard money and we're, 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 you know, faithful enough to take their trust in us on a promoter who had never done a strongman event before. We knew we had a lot to prove. Um, but we also wanted to make sure that, you know, there's always going to be people that hate, there's always going to be neg naysayers. Okay. But we went right into gear for world strength games. And we knew this going into Ragnarok that WSG was going to be right after six months later, but you know, now we're dispelling those potential or squashing those potential myths and rumors. Oh, oh, it was just a one hit wonder. The guy will never do another show again, you know, because that's yeah. happened to the strongman community before, you know, um, yeah. we already booked a venue for Ragnarok 2024. So, you know, right. we're in it. Um, we, we just spoke to um, a pro woman athlete to potentially put her name on our, our all woman strong woman games called the Valkyrie games. And that'll be in May of 2024. So okay. we're already, you know, a year and a half in advance, we're in this for the long haul. We believe that the testimonials from the athlete standpoint will make it easier for us to get at more athletes to say, okay, you know what? I made a mistake. And I have a lot of those emails. You know, we had a total of 320 people register for Ragnarok. We had 210 athletes um, that were committed to come. 25 athletes had travel problems. They had to go back home. We reimbursed every one of their uh, registration fees because we feel in tough economic times that $125 can buy food. You know, we don't need that that's money. Awesome. So that's yeah. awesome. And what I also just finished sending out all the athletes that could not compete that had a valid excuse uh, that had to drop out. We sent out all their shirts, even internationally, globally. We oh, sent out shirts to the Congo today. Well, that's <laughs> cool. really cool. Um, yeah, I just, I guess the last thing to kind of wrap up and I'm sure we'll talk to you again, Ralph. And, you know, yeah. we're well, I want you guys to come live for world strength. Games right. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah we got to talk, right we gotta talk about we'll, that's awesome. You know, we'll send Magnus and, and Kazmaier right to you, man. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. But, uh, you know, we, we, and we, you know, not, I don't want to brush it off. You know, we appreciate you coming on our podcast for the first time. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't know us, you know, we're not the biggest podcast in the world. So for you to come on and, you know, when people were, had a lot of doubts, we appreciate you giving us your time for a third time now. So, you, you know, know, we just have your back that, as well. So. That's our mission. Our yeah. mission is if, if we succeeded, I always said this, if we succeeded with Ragnarok, with the sponsors that we had, the entire game of strongman will raise. And that's what's happening. Yep. We're now collaborating and sharing information with smaller regional shows and even down to some, you know, city shows. Miami yep. Baddest is coming up on April 14th, yeah, uh, where yeah. we're assisting Mike in, in, in expanding that, that footprint. He's had yeah, it for seven I, years. I saw with Southeast, the Southeast Strongman Classic. Yep. Um, I talked to Brandon Spivey. I uh, just met him through Strongman Promoting in, uh, 
And, uh, you know, the winners of all those classes, the open classes, get an invite, a free invite to the Ragnarok Games 2024. And we're doing that with the Fox It Up Classic. We're doing that with uh, Louisiana Strongman uh, Battle of the Bayou. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, you know what? We 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 believe that what the future holds is, you know, we, we gave out uh, six Ragnarok Pro cards at Ragnarok Games. Uh, one to Steve Tripp, uh, who was not a, a, a card holder of a federation. We gave a Ragnarok Pro card, too. You know, when people say to me, you know, well, what is it? It's just a foam card. Well, no, it's not, because what we're doing with those Ragnarok uh, Pro card winners is we are now assisting them to reach out to companies to get real sponsorships, not this, um, I'm a sponsored athlete on Instagram because I got a 10% source code. Right. You know, I'll, I'll use Mike Deal as an example. I've already, he made his own contraptions to fit his adaptation to lift the stones, to lift the Husafel stone. I've already reached out to Harbinger, who I've worked with, with adaptive athletes in obstacle course racing and powerlifting, and said, listen, I'm getting this guy in touch with you. You need to make him apparatus so that he could be more competitive and strongman. They're, they're on board. You know, those are the things that we're going to do for, for our Ragnarok Pro Card holders. We're going to help them. We're going to raise money. We're going to sponsor them for athlete registrations for other competitions so that they can represent our brand. Um, and, and now you're going to have a non-federation pro that's out there. Sure. My hope is that the future will hold that the existing federations will recognize the Ragnarok pros and start inviting other pros outside the federation card holders to the world's strongest man. Because the reality is the strongest men on the planet do not compete in world's strongest man. They invite those athletes that have the biggest social media followings. And I could tell you that from proof, because if you saw some of the weights that some of the Ragnarok pros pulled at our events compared to the weights they pull at World's Strongest Man, it was it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, well, you know, I think we kind of like I think, you know, we, we kind of touched on everything I had for it. And, you know, and I'm encourage people to uh, look into the World Strength Games. You know, it's opening in three days from now when you're listening. Um, and Ralph, you know, just. You, you got a hell of a cadence, man. You got to like, you just got that fire and, you know, we, you know, we support you and, you know, we want to see you do well. And mainly main thing is just keep growing strong, man. Cause that you're coming in and you're, you're throwing you know what it is, players. Josh, you can't fake passion. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, right. you know, you, you, I don't care how good of an actor you are. You, you can't fake real passion and the athletes felt the passion. You know, uh, I, I single, I, even though I was super busy, I made sure that I went into the athlete warm-up zone numerous times over the weekend. Cause you, you know, these events, it's a blur. It's so much goes on. It's a blur, but I went back and I, I shook their hands and I hugged and I said, thank you so much for being part of the Ragnarok games, you know, cause I wanted everybody to feel that I would have run these games just if that one, that, that one athlete came to compete. And that's the way that they felt. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ralph, man, we appreciate your time so much. We're happy to have you on and happy to be friends now and met you through this. So um, until the next time we have you on, um, is there anything else? Is there anything, I, I guess, before we wrap up this episode, is there anything you would like to say to everyone, you know, after the Ragnarok games, is there, is there a little last minute message you would like to say after it? Sure. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to all the athletes that actually had the faith in us to come and compete. We're sorry we beat the living crap out of you, but I told you from the beginning that it would be an event that you would say two things. Oh my God, what did I just put my body through? And oh my God, that was epic. Uh, that's what actually happened. And, and those athletes that did not have the faith to compete, watched, heard, uh, you would say, oh my God, I made a mistake and I'm definitely competing next year. 
but for for all the volunteers you know you you cannot do a strongman event without an army of volunteers i'd like to give a big shout out to mike de la pava and his his battle axe clan we had 30 uh, expediters and loaders and sponsors that we calculated mike had calculated uh that had actually lifted 106,000 pounds in three days um to the volunteers on the peripheral that help with ticketing and merch booth and everything else we had another 20 athletes um, we took care of our volunteers. Every volunteer received $150 American Express merch card uh, so that they can buy food for the weekend. We gave them $50 off merch uh, for um, uh, at the Ragnarok merch tent uh, uh, booth. And for the World Strength Games, uh, we are actually uh, housing them as well to come to Orlando because we believe that we have an unbelievable partner in Mike Delapava and his loaders and spotters that will right. be going with us wherever we go, even if we go to Iceland for Magnus's Magnus <laughs> Classic. Um, but yeah, that's another announcement too. You know, Magnus has has honored us with the ability of Captain Core Entertainment Productions being the producer of all North American Magnus Classes Classic qualifiers for pros across North America. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, huge. And I'll leave you with this. You know, <clears throat> you, when you when you talk and text with legends like Bill Kazmaier and Magnus, and then you meet them in, in person, and they're just these the same mantra of strongman. They're, they're, they're lovable, likable guys, you know. Um, but for me to leave here, uh, my birthday was two days after Ragnarok, and Magnus was, was just at the airport. And I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, to Magnus singing me happy birthday on WhatsApp. <laughs> uh, and the night of the, the award ceremony for um, Ragnarok Games, Bill Kazmaier got to the microphone and he said these words. He said, in my 46 years in Strongman, this is the best, most well-produced Strongman competition I've ever been a part of. And that for me was, was kind of, you know, the cherry on top. It was, you know, this man is a living legend, one of the strongest men to ever walk the planet. And for him to be inspired by the way we treated those athletes, it, it really proved to me that we fulfilled our mission statement to do what we said we were going to do. Awesome. Well, Ralph, you, uh, I, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. And Thanks, like man. I said, we, we really appreciate your time. And until next time, you know, we'll be talking to you. If anyone, I can say confidently, Ralph's an open he has an open line of communication. If you have a question about Ragnarok games, you have a question about world strength games, the deadlift, anything message him, you know, yep. he will get back to you. So um, Ralph, thank you again, man. And we'll see everyone next week for episode 118. Thanks, All right. Man. Thank you, everyone. Be well.